Welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Tune in to a live discussion at 3 p.m. UTC every Friday on Bullcrypt's Twitter Spaces. Hi everyone, welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Uh, here we are to discuss the most exciting industry topics with the best industry experts, influencers, and remarkable personalities. So please welcome today uh, today's guest, Connor Thacker, who's a manager director of Polker, the first play to earn NFT blockchain poker game built on Unreal Engine. Hi, Connor. Hey, Constantine. Nice to have you with us today. Yeah, and thanks for having me here. Yeah. So today's topic is play to earn and NFT gaming revolution. And Connor will share his experience and point of view of this exciting industry. Uh, we're talking about gamify and um, you know confluence between uh, you know the um, gaming industry and you know uh, generally what's happening with with uh, uh, the gambling component of this industry. And we can see that exponential growth in a few recent years with projects like, you know, X Infinity, CryptoKitties, like, and many others. And uh, the value right now is, you know, so now measured in billions of dollars. So, however, the, you know, this revolution happens to be uh, ambitious. Uh, uh, and yet we want to know more, like, how... Projects like, you know, Polker, and as you know, it's our portfolio company. It was actually, we we're excited to remember the fact that, you know, Polker was actually the first deal on Bullperks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, you know, that's a, a milestone for you guys and for us, obviously. Uh, so please, you know, just to begin with, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and how do you, how do you envision, you know, like uh, play turn and NFT gaming as a whole? No, it's a... Uh... Yes, like you said, the uh, us and uh, Bullpucks have been together for for a, for a long time, so it's nice to be here. My background in this industry is quite interesting. Uh, I it was 2017. I was decentralized finance. It was complete unknown. It was just like this world of what can we do with smart contracts. Uh, and I remember, I think it was I don't know November or December when CryptoKitties came out. I they made there were games before this was the first game i was aware of it was the first time that you could send an ethereum transaction and it didn't just go through you had to wait and when you start what's going on with ethereum oh people are buying cats and my first thought what do you mean people are buying cats you know within like three or four days they'd raised one million dollars which at the time was unheard of of people buying digital cats on the Ethereum blockchain to breed them, uh, completely causing congestion. Uh, and uh, I guess this was the start of, uh, you know, the the uh, the gaming industry on, on blockchain. Um, and then we moved to this, you know, this play to earn. You know, when people are not just playing games; they're actually going to get something back from it. Uh, and this space is great because at the moment, you know, the gaming industry is 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 a gigantic, it's huge, it's run by three or four big companies, uh, you know, and is a very profitable industry. Um, however, people are spending hours, you know, you know, I want to say hours, they're spending huge amounts of time a day playing these games. Uh, if people could be getting something back for that time, um, you know, it's time they're putting into a company, right? So if they can be getting something back for that. Which is what we're now enabling. Uh, I think that is, you know, if, if it's something possible, then it's something that we should be looking for. 
Indeed, yeah. You know, since 2013, you know, like 12, when I actually started to join the crypto industry, and like, it was a very different arena back then. Like we've seen different blockchain games trying to succeed on the market. And um, I don't know if you remember, there was like Hunter Coin, like, you know, and uh, many other like projects pivoting, right? But that was a very different time, you know? So, and unfortunately some of them like failed and stopped their existence, obviously during the different cycles and crisis. Um, and, you know, I remember in Chinese, you know, crisis on the one hand is also an opportunity, right? So uh, with this, I'm curious to hear your opinion and what uh, should the play to earn projects focus on in order to be successful, even during the bear markets? Uh, I think this comes down to everyone's a genius in a bull market. Um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what your tokenomics are. It doesn't matter what your strategy is. Uh, you know, you can be hyperinflationary people are still going to buy into it and people will still make money unfortunately when the market turns like it has now uh those hyperinflationary tokens are worth pennies uh, everything begins to collapse uh, and it, it doesn't work um i think the term play to earn is it is so broad right we have you know that that's putting the whole gaming industry and in one at the moment we have pay to play which if that if you want to call that gaming um, and maybe play and earn, which would be a game where you know your your main you know interest is the game, but you're earning while you're doing it. And then play to earn, as in the main interest is to actually earn, whereas the game isn't as interesting. So I think the spectrum is so huge. But it, you know the bear market is a good time to be developing. It's to be revising tokenomic structure um, and to be looking at, you know, your demographic, are they there for the game or are they there to actually make money? Like, uh, making sure that you're, what you're doing is targeting the right group. Um, for us yeah. at poker, we've been focusing on the game. Uh, and I think that's really important. I'd say it is important indeed. And, and, you know, I want to touch a topic that is probably not the most sexy one, but we, we want to talk about it because, you know, since, uh, you're here and, uh, we're going to address some, you know, uh, hard topics as well right you know for example there are a lot of projects that are coming from you know i would say um not fully legitimate backgrounds to say the least right you know people who are coming from forex background you know binary options and gambling who are just like doing pump and dump and then they disappear and uh, obviously that doesn't help industry right they're good at marketing right <laughs> they're good at attracting users but then what happens like they invest and disappear so what would be your advice uh, uh, for the community to actually uh, have the proper tools of uh, avoiding, you know, fall into these traps? Uh, for me, if it looks too good to be true, probably it is too good to be true. Uh, it, but this is the thing, right? The the human nature, greed is natural. You look at something, oh, that 150% APY, no risks, Uh you know, people are jumping in, there's loads of good reviews, you know, they put a bunch of money on YouTubers and advertising. Uh, it's tempting, you know, uh, I, but, it, you know, if you can do your research, if they've got a team and they're not anonymous, you can do the research on who's behind it, you know, they're doxxed. Anonymous teams, huge APYs, big red flag, <laughs> um, you know, but if you can see who's there, you know, if they're, you know, they're not promising the moon, um, promising something realistic, you know, it. You don't have to have you know five hundred percent APY uh, from an anonymous team that you have no idea who they are. Like, a, maybe they're legitimate. You know, maybe one day there is something that makes magical money forever, but uh, most likely not. 
so stick to the projects with real teams. Um, and that would be my suggestion on that one. Hundred percent, yes. And I remember you guys also partnered with Akon back in the days, right? You know, and yeah, you know, even though there was also not a criticism, you probably remember where like Paris Hilton and Floyd Mayweather were also involved, like involved into some projects that were questionable. Let's put it this way, right? So, so it, it, it's still like you know, even if there is a public team, and you know big influencers involved like it's not a guarantee that the project is legitimate right so maybe you maybe you can advise us like you know some other tools like that you know the industry is growing there's a lot of um you know, pushback and especially from the traditional gamers that's an interesting component i want to address as well uh people like from big corporations are like opposing the nft movement right and the play turn because uh, they're not convinced you know the, of the advantages so maybe you can combine this answer with like explaining the advantages of the real and legitimate projects and how to make sure that people have the tools to elaborate on this yeah i think this is interesting because this is where like you know the gaming industry is massive on one hand and you know the crypto industry is massive but they're very different places uh, and the for-profit companies, obviously, like, you know, they're not really interested in putting, you know, the power and the money in the decentralized fashion back to the players because, well, that's losing their profit margin. So that's understandable as well. Um, so I think there's going to be a sort of time where there is a, a big wall, a big divide, um, and that's going to slowly cross over and cross over until there's some kind of middle ground. Um, it's not going to be all play to earn. It's not going to be all typical games. Um, but eventually, you know, I don't think the world is quite ready for full decentralization yet. So I think we'll find some kind of, you know, where people, companies will still profit from it, but people will still be able to make money while playing. And I think that's, you know, if everyone wins, if the companies win and the players win, uh, I think that's where it will start. Um, to actually make a, a bigger movement, so I expect that will where we go next. And, and and I think it's also interesting how uh, COVID and then generally the pandemic changed the 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 um, the perception of the the sports betting and gambling uh, itself. Like you know, before like it's it's a it's incredibly profitable uh, industry for someone who doesn't know. Commercial gaming revenue includes like in-person gambling and online gambling, sports betting is like almost over $6 billion in revenue, right? So the the decentralization that is coming right now is still super early and it's only biting like a small piece of the industry. So so I'm curious to hear your honest opinion. So how long would it take to actually, you know, this this revolution to kick in and to make sure that, you know, like slowly but surely like major companies are, um, you know, they're following this trajectory. It's a, I, I wouldn't like to give a time frame. Uh, I would like to give, you know, I feel that, you know, blockchain technology in general, when it comes to betting is sort of, is something that can be incorporated, whether it's decentralized or not, because just for the on-chain matter of evidence, it was there at that point in time. Um, having that on-chain use, you know, it doesn't matter whether the bet itself is decentralized, but at least you've got that time-stamped evidence on the blockchain forever. So I feel that blockchain usage within sports betting will probably pick up over the during the bear market over the next couple of years. Um, but I still reckon that we you know we're five to ten years away for for it to become mainstream adopted and used mm -hmm. because it's still it's still too tech 
technical right now. We know we haven't made it easy for the user. Um, so I'd say, Indeed. and also the companies are opposing it, right? So, well, first they, you know, eventually they will embrace it, but uh, I, I don't think we're at that point yet. So if you were to analyze, you know, what are the, let's say, top three problems that like Playturn and like and the gambling industry, like uh, decentralized gambling industry niche is facing today? Um, I think when it comes to decentralization and gambling, you've got regulatory uh, problems. That's probably the first one. Uh, you've then got, you know, jurisdiction. Like every country has different rules. If you're going fully decentralized with a libertarian attitude of, I don't mind who you are, where you're from, whatever you can play. Uh, that's, you know, the, the, the original true focus of the Bitcoin idea. However, on a gambling perspective, you're breaking just about every law. Um, there is uh, something that would even need to be considered or ignored, uh, depending on um, your attitude towards the project. Um, and just user experience right now, like, you know, there's so many options to do things in a decentralized way, but unless you've really been familiar with it for an amount of time, uh, it's complicated, you know, like, yeah, for me and you, it's probably very simple, but it's something we've been doing and using over years now. But for someone coming into this space, it's much easier for me to log into a sports betting site and click bet than it is to, you know, connect my MetaMask to this and put this here. I'm like, what am I doing? And then uh, someone steals all my money because I've given them my seed for it. Um, so I'd say those were the things that, that need to be uh, looked at a little bit closer. The last question I will ask you, just on my side, I'll be curious, like, so where do you see the major licenses are being, like, you know, um, established? Like, I, I know that Gibraltar is now, like, getting very popular, like Costa Rica, many other jurisdictions. So, in your opinion, like, I mean, obviously, it's not a legal advice, so we'll mm -hmm. throw the disclaimer. But in your opinion, what will be the future jurisdiction that will win the the hearts and minds of the not only users, but actually corporations? I think it's going to be a hard one. You see a lot of countries now embracing, um, you know, uh, crypto. Uh, British Virgin Islands uh, are picking up on it fast. A lot of the Central American countries, you know, offering options there. Uh, Malta. Uh, being the, already the hub of iGaming and sports betting in a centralized manner is beginning to pick up on the crypto side. Um, and even the, you know, the, the Emirates uh, are, are massively opening their arms to, to crypto. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, where, where will be the biggest hub in the future? I don't know. I think the next couple of years, we'll probably see a lot more countries uh, opening their arms. Um, yeah, there's money for them in the end of the day. Yes, indeed. Uh, so with this, you know, like I, I want to make sure that we're opening the, the questions to our audience because I think it's uh, I can ask you questions all day long, but, you know, we're curious to interact with <laughs> with our community. Um, so with this said, like, I just want to remind people who are like asking in uh, whatever, you know, whenever you're asking, like, you know, um, you know, we, you're asking, you can ask on YouTube live in Twitter live and Facebook live and in LinkedIn live. Right. So, and then our moderator is collecting all the questions and I'm going to announce them. Uh, so with this said, uh, we have our first question, uh, French M from YouTube. Uh, so it's, 
I'll, I'll, I'll read it the way it is. Like, so, well, Polker, how does it feel for Polker to be the first project in Bullperks? And what kind of exciting cooperations do you have and plans with Bullperks team? <laughs> this was not planned, I promise. <laughs> that definitely sounds like a marketing question. That wasn't from us either. Um, no, it's cool. Like, you know, we, we launched uh, the token a long time ago. We had the, the massive sale with uh, NFT sale with you guys. It was extremely successful uh, at the end of last year. Also, um, you know, we've continued. I know that you, you're partnering with um, some other, you have other projects starting up with you. Um, uh, Hector was on a chat with one of your partners recently. Um, so we'll continue to do as much as we can. Uh, with you guys uh, and hopefully you know um you know when new things come up you'll also continue to do things with us <laughs> yeah we should maybe come up with some like uh maybe a mutual nft that will have utility like and uh like exactly. so we can have a boopergs poker nft or something so yeah yeah so we'll, we'll Def- talk about definitely it things to come. exactly um so then another question from Blog Jelly. Um, I don't see from where, seems from YouTube as well. Um, what does Polker have in mind for growth and building during the bear market? Yeah, it's, uh, that's a reasonable question. We've we've decided we were building on Unreal Engine 4, um, ready for the release. So we thought, okay, well, it's not the best time to release a Playdown game anyway. So we've migrated all of the graphics on the Unreal Engine 5. So we've got a lot of 3D animated moving backgrounds, a lot more. A lot more of an immersive experience. Um, so I'd say that we're actually pushing back our release date, uh, but the game that we release is going to be a much more of a A plus game than a you know A minus game. Uh, so the game is definitely improving, and we're spending this time just you know making it something really really special. Got it. Thank you. Uh, and then. Now, I'm not sure I'll be able to pronounce this uh, nickname properly, but I will do my best. Like Mr. GMC Donnell 555 from YouTube. Uh, so just wondering about the poker NFTs we purchase in, uh, in the INO. Uh, other than holding them in our wallet, are, are there any use cases currently or are we able to stake them and earn rewards? So uh, at the moment on the early access program, um, the we have... We have a centralized wallet system that is at the moment closed off. Uh, once we release, once we go into public release, the custodial system will be open, so you'll be able to transfer and withdraw within to the game. Uh, and then the NFT will have full utility, so you're going to have it come your dealer. It will change the backgrounds. You're going to be able to actually own while you're playing. Uh, you know, add accessories, remove accessories. Uh, it's a real visual uh, immersive experience uh, while you're playing poker at the same time. Um, so yeah, at the moment, no. Uh, the best thing there are is actually no case with them right now. Uh, but yeah, it's coming. That's all I can say. Okay. Um, so does poker? So Moxie from YouTube is asking: Does poker have any type of airdrops? If yes, when's the next one? Uh, <laughs> this is this is the when Binance question, right? Um, uh-huh. I believe the we did have an airdrop uh, through Coin Market Cap, I believe, in June last year. Uh, we don't have one right now. However, we do have prizes for our trivia, which we run every Friday. So, if you want to join us on our Discord, uh, come. It's just a bit of fun. We ask a few questions: some about crypto, some about cats, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But we do have prizes for that where you can earn PKR. 
Got it. So I think we'll, uh, we'll focus last one on uh, connected to poker. So Thara from YouTube is asking, what marketing plans uh, do you have for well, when the bull market comes back? Uh, some aggressive or just organic marketing? Um, I think we, have, we made some good choices and some, you know, I would say less good choices last time. So we'll learn from our mistakes and focus more on, uh, you know, making sure that we're staying away from people who did promote scams last time uh, and making sure that we're just focusing in the, you know, in the serious, more, you know, mainstream, but, you know, actual legitimate media. Uh, we don't need uh, all of the massive hype of, uh, I'm not going to name the YouTubers, but, you, you know, those of you who know, you know. Uh, yeah, we all know who they are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're just going to focus on marketing in the right place. Uh, that, that's what I want to say. We'll make sure that we get the people we need and we'll do it the right way. Perfect. Um, so, uh, just made it from YouTube is asking, what do you feel like this uh, play turn thing is not just a hype and something meaningful to build on? Uh, do you have a story for this? I guess. Uh, no, a story. So, so <laughs> let's let's say play to earn is basically a little bit like you know discovering fire, right? Uh, it's great, but when you just people who discovered fire probably set themselves on fire and burnt themselves a lot of times. Uh, however, it turned out is really useful. You know, we have the steam engine, we have uh, we're heating for our houses, um, but we're kind of at that beginning phase where right now we're running around stepping on fire and burning ourselves. Um, so I think it's you know finding the right use for play to earn. Uh, you know, we're, we're really at the baby, baby, baby steps. Um, so those projects are putting the time and energy like us there, you know, we're really trying to make sure that the play to earn systems work and we're adapting to the market. We're adapting to strategies There's fractionalization of NFTs. There's all sorts of new things coming that weren't there yesterday. Um, but yeah, as a story, I'd say like, you know, you know, people are going to get burnt and projects are going to be burnt, some intentionally and some just pure by accident. Um, this is a, it's, it's the Wild West. It's a whole new place. Um, so it's just uh, taking things slowly is the right way to be going right now. I agree. So Th uh, Thanos uh, from YouTube is asking, how can Playtorian projects get profitable in the bear market? And uh, so I did my research and just feel like their use cases, uh, their use cases are diminished. That's an interesting question. A lot of the play to earn projects probably are not profitable um, during the bear market because their strategy was super, super hyperinflationary tokens. Uh, those tokenomics work amazing in a bull market because you're basically printing money. Uh, however, when the market turns, uh, it falls apart. Um, you know, so a lot of play to earn projects uh, probably have completely disappeared. Um, and those who are still here, and there's still a lot, there's still a lot still building. There's some really great games out there. Probably making sure that they're adapting to the market, you know. So those who jumped in on the hype just to make money probably are failing. Uh, and those who, you know, came to build a game and to be sustainable, uh, you know, a lot of them are still here. Some not, uh, uh, but yeah, a lot of us are still building. Got it. So Rui from, from YouTube is asking, do you guys have any plan to implement any other card games or only poker? 
right? And and maybe from from my end, I will add. Maybe you can elaborate generally. What is the what is the you know what is the situation with the the the, the poker as a product? You know, like and what are the most popular products that you have that people are actually using? Yeah, that's a is a good question. So I mean, we we really want to make sure that you know the Texas Hold'em poker game is. 100% our focus it is quite gamified. So you've got the maps, you've got the different dealers. We're going to introduce NFT merging, which is something that not many people are using. Uh, so on a lot of accessories and customization, I would say once we're complete, the first thing we'll introduce is maybe mini games. Um, and then we would, well, I, I would love, you know, to be like, I want this, I want that. Uh, but I do feel that the community should be deciding what we build. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like we would use a sort of DAO style of print um, and use a token voted, a token weighted vote uh, on which game we build next. So we'd give options um, and let the community choose on which would be the next game. All right. So when are you expecting the DAO? So, I mean, I figure that we'll have, I would imagine this would be Q2 next year um on that um yeah I, I would say q2 would probably be the time that we'd allow voting on this one got it so so that means that you have the good they have the runway and everything is fine with the project and you have enough funds to last till the q2 at least next year yeah for us like you know like it's, it's great like i mean at the moment definitely the roadmap has changed um but we we looked at it and it was like okay we can release to the public now on Unreal 4. But really, uh, with the crypto market down and the interest so negative, even if you release a really good game right now, you're just not going to have the user base that you can get later. So using this time for us to migrate to Unreal Engine 5, to add a few extra fun features, uh, okay, I can mention now that we're moving some of the stuff onto Epic Games, Epic OS. Um, so we're integrating you know, a lot of their features as well. Um, looking at the Epic Store, which will add a massive user base. Um, so there's a huge amount of things that we're integrating at this point. Um, and as market sentiment changes, we'll look at it. But, you know, it's not wholly based on the market, but I would rather we release an amazing game in Q4 than have released the game we had, which was playable and good in, you know, last month. Um, yeah. So it's a bit of a trade-off. Uh, I know it changes our roadmap. Um, however, I feel as a company and also for the users, um, having to wait six months in crypto, you know, I know it feels like an eternity. Um, it's going to be, it's worth it. You know, that, that, that yeah. delay is worth it. And listen, as they say, Rome was not built in one day. So like it's, it's exactly. definitely very, very, uh, cumbersome process and we understand and, uh, listen, it, it, as long as it's, we, we're, I want to explain also to our audience that, you know, it's not a promotional series that we're having here. The reason why I'm like, you know, digging into like, you know, and then picking Connor's brain, uh, like, because we want to make sure you see perfectly with the challenges every project is going through. Like, it's it's just, it's real challenges. This is an example that guys, you know, they did some, some you know, good things in their promotion on some things that, you know, they did, they had no clue and experience of uh, how, who to trust. And then but they're still there, they're developing and uh, growing. So maybe from the last question, because I think I, I exhausted the questions from the audience. Um, in, in terms of the, in terms of the Unreal Engine versus Unity, right? Because I know you had this, you know, conversation, like, for the general, not 
from the perspective of the project, but generally, right? Why, why, why did you choose, you know, Unreal Engine Five? I we can you can build a great game on Unity, right? Uh, and it's going to be playable by everyone. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. What you can't build on Unity is an amazing game. Uh, Unreal Engine Five. Uh, yes, it it does mean that this game is more focused towards gamers. But we can the the graphics, the the you know what you can do with Unreal Five is is way beyond anything on Unity. So what we do understand is that it probably means a few people won't be able to use the game. Uh, Unreal Five is definitely graphics heavy. Um, so once we have the game out and all working on Unreal Five, we do want to be all inclusive. So we would look at building a web client, also whether that's on Unity or or, or, or anything else, just so it would still connect to the same backend, the same server, mm -hmm. uh, but just allow those who can't use uh, Unreal Five on their machine to run the game as well. But we want to produce that AA plus, you know, that super, you know, experience that no one else has done. First, show the world what we can do, and mm -hmm. then we will build the web clients, the Unity clients, and anything afterwards. Perfect. Thank you. And, and, and I just want to, as we wrap in this up, like, and I just want to say we have many messages thanking Connor for joining and the messages that um, now <laughs> that you look nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that if you can have some direct messages from uh, our female side of like <laughs> of our supporters. Yeah. Uh, so. That's great. Uh, listen, Connor, really nice having you. Like, and we tried to make it short and sweet. You know, thank you. You know, uh, thank you for your knowledge and um, your expertise. And thank you, everyone, for joining Bullcaster today. You know, so we, as you know, we you can listen to us uh, um, uh, now bi-weekly, You know, so for three p.m. UTC on YouTube Live on Friday and other platforms, as you know. We'll continue invite our partners, our portfolio companies, and other remarkable personalities, just as Connor is. So uh, we would love to have you more, Connor. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you, Constantine. Stay tuned with Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls.